On today's show, we're going to dive into the film room to examine the elite passing of UConn's Nika Mule, in addition to some heuristics on pass first guard prospects. A locked on men, women's basketball starts now. Ogumba Wallet for the win! You are locked on women's basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball. Welcome. You are welcome to basketball. My name is Hunter Cruz, and I'm the Saturday host covering the WNBA draft and college basketball at large. Thanks for making Locked Women's Basketball your first listen every day. And remember, Locked Women's Basketball is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. And especially, it's especially important today because at some point in this episode, we'll get into the film breakdown. And it's better suited for video, so head to YouTube and subscribe to get a visual look at the film we're breaking down. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered the season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. So before we get into the meat of this episode, I want to pose a question for viewers, which is what player has been the most fun to watch for you this college season? So we'd appreciate if you gave us with your responses below. Um, and we'll, we'll, we'll make sure to get back to you and sh- share opinions on who's been fun, who's who's been um, super exciting to watch. Maybe it's a team as well. So for me, it's Diamond Miller, but Nika Mule, our discussion today, is up there just in terms of entertainment and production. So speaking of her production, at the very moment, she's averaging 5.4 points, 9.8 assists, 3.0 turnovers, and 3. Um, 3.0 steals in 33.5 minutes per game. So she has, um, in terms of rate stats, she has a 40% assist rate, which is tops in the country, 100 percentile. She has a 3.5%, not, not percent, 3. 3.25 assist to turnover ratio, which is in the 99th percentile, which is like right up there with the best of them in the country. And her usage rate is 11.0%. Um, usage rate is, and that's a low number, that's fifth percentile. So bottom, in, in this case, a low number is bad. So it's one of the worst. Um, or, I mean, it's also pretty decent to the point where, so usage rate can kind of be described as your load with, with an offense. It's how much how much production you're providing. Let's see um, an official definition for usage rate. So usage rate is yeah the percent of the percent of a team a player is involved uh, while on the court. So a low usage rate is super unique considering her role. She's got the ball in her hands almost every possession. I mean, later we'll start breaking down her film against NC State, where she had 15 assists. She had the ball in her hands almost every possession, and that's considering where she's playing with, like, Aaliyah Edwards. She's playing with uh, she's playing with AZ, AZ Fudd. So it's, 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 it's interesting because in this context, um, and we'll get into this heuristic right now. So in the context of basketball, heuristic is like a perspective and a simplistic look to kind of describe something that was like it's being examined or questioned. I know that sounds like a bunch of words, but in this context, I mean, we're just trying to use analytics to generate a query, which is just, okay, a stat filter. If you've ever used her hoop stats, or if you've listened to our podcast before on Saturdays, we'll bring up these queries. We'll, we'll 
we'll, we'll add stat combinations to see what players um, from a historical context can fit within like a, a stat window. So for this one, I wanted to see what players, like like I said earlier with the usage rate, which players had a 35% usage, a 35% assist rate in less than a 15% usage rate. So this list is pretty interesting. Obviously, at least 20 minutes per game, which is just a good baseline to say, okay, they're they're top seven, six in their rotation. So this is our list. So Nia Johnson at Baylor, she did that three times. There's also Callie Berna at Arkansas, Lena Dottie at, at Mizzou, uh, Radika Patton at Oklahoma State, Erica Bean at Utah, and now Nika Mule. So that list doesn't have any WNBA talent per se. And outside of Mule, the most recent player was 2016-17 um, with Bean. So from a WNBA standpoint, her statistical profile doesn't scream draft prospect because her offensive production is just it's it's so limited outside of her shooting which is I mean not outside of her passing ability there's some times where she's not looking to make a play at the rim where she's got her decision making where her processing is stuck on passing sometimes it's the opposite way where some players their processing is like okay I'm gonna score with Mule it's backwards in a way I mean her jump shot's got a little bit of problems. It's very push instead of being more fluid up and down. So she takes like what four four attempts per game around that number. Her free throw shooting isn't the best, but she doesn't take a lot of attempts either just because whenever she gets to the rim, her decision making is usually okay, I'm gonna pass. And I'm gonna pass most of the time, which is a main thing that she's done this season with we can talk about the absence of Paige Beckers, which is a big thing. UConn's had so many injuries this season, some that were just like bad luck. But in Paige's um, circumstance, that was their best player. It's debatable with AZ Fudd, but she's the better player, I would say, and in terms of ball handling as well. So that taxed Nika Mule with more on-ball reps. She was obviously she was always always going to have a bigger role this season, but. Whenever Paige goes out, instead of having more secondary reps, she's getting more primaries, and that's come with her being the lead guard. So coming up shortly, we'll we'll dive into the film on Nika Mule's elite passing display. You're hanging out with some friends and putting it back a few drinks. A few becomes a, a, a few becomes a few too many. As the evening comes to an end and people start to head home, you think of calling for a ride. Nah. You live nearby, you can make it home okay. It's no big deal. What are the odds you'll get pulled over anyway? And even so, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up, you lose your license, you lose your job, you total your car, you kill someone? Everyone knows about the risk of drinking and drink, drink, driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on the roads to save lives. So if you if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's life forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. Thanks for making Locked Ones Basketball your first listen today. For your second listen, check out Locked Ones Sports today. From the games that matter most to the biggest 
two biggest stories in sports. Go beyond the score and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. So I'm going to send it over to the film, and we'll we'll break down uh, Nico Buell's game in more in-depth in terms of basketball. So let's get into the film room with Nika Mule. Like I said, her elite passing ability. We'll start with this first clip. UConn just forces a turnover, just for some context on the situation. And how this goes is Aubrey Griffin leads the break. Overhead pass. We'll back this up a little bit more to just show how she's able to deceive the defender in a two-on-one advantage with the other help defender trying to make a late rotation. Um, to get back on defense. So in this next clip, we see some early offense from UConn where they have a lot of cutters in their Princeton offense. And this one doesn't end with a bucket, but we can see her instinctively see these defenders. There's three defenders lined up out of position, forcing this defender to come over and help on the cutter. And she's able to make a play over these three defenders. She's five foot ten, so really good size to see over this defender who's sort of unbalanced and not playing up straight, which makes the angle easier. And there she drops it in. Not a, not an assist, but she drops the play. Another hit-ahead pass we see here in transition. And Nika Mule, um, we see her there. She can um, kind of e- evade pressure and get and, and, find her, and find her bigs and her forwards at the rim and set them up for easy opportunities. So in this next clip, we see one of the more fun plays from her in this game is just this slick wrap-around pass. Um, how she draws over that help defender, and that allows um, Bud to kind of get around her defender by the screen from Leah Edwards on the perimeter. And like I said with the Princeton offense, you'll see it with teams like Stanford as well, where the Princeton offense is... A lot of cutting. It's a lot of scripted reads within offenses, but in this instance, it's not very scripted because Mule is forced to make a decision. Um, she's facing a double. It's not okay. I have one decision. This isn't a set. Um, where some teams, and it'll be with UConn too, where they'll run a high low set, where their big will uh, receive a bounce past the elbow, and then like AZ Fud cuts, for example. Those reads are very scripted, but what we see here is just being able to find that that passing window, being able to make a play. I mean, she's getting smothered right here. She has to use her offhand to get this this pass around her defender and also having to account for these help defenders as well because they can help over as well and make a play on the ball. So there she is and also a foul, not an assist. So another hit-ahead pass here. And what I like about this play right here is the velocity on her passes. She's able to just sling it with so much velocity and set up her wing shooter. So it's an effective way to get early offense. And then here another, a lot of open shots from AZ Fudd, just based on the fact that um, Mule's able to deceive a defense with their eyes. So we see here it's a three-on-two advantage for UConn. And Diamond Johnson's, not in great position. She's got her back turned. So she's trying to defend the ball and also account for FUD. So what we see here is her kind of try to stumble back after she notices, okay, that was not actually a drive. It was 
um, it was a fake pass, and she deceived the defender with her eyes and got the defender to make a late rotation. Was kind of too late. Um, good shot attempt. And then here we see what what you see with UConn is they'll have their post players, and it's a post entry pass. And this is a lot on the on the big, but it's also about placement of the ball and being able to time those um entries good. Another hit head pass right here. Being able to find her big in transition at the end of the shot clock. We see it again there with Aubrey Griffin being able to find that play. And this is another one in early offense. We're seeing a lot of these a lot of these plays against NC State where NC State's transition defense was pretty piss poor. Um they were turning the ball over and when that would happen they weren't getting back on defense as quick as you would like, especially considering their offense was struggling. Um, usually their defense is something you can rely on. And in this game, it was not something that they had consistency from. So UConn was taking advantage of that, and specifically Nika Mule taking advantage of their lapses on on offense to translate that to that to defense. And just that slick no-look pass, I mean. It's 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 pretty fun of a, a pretty fun pass, where it's more flash. Like I'm pretty sure she pro- she probably could have made that pass without um, having to to see the eyes. But the defender did not know whether Nika Mule was in a drive or pass. If if I was the defender, I would just commit on the defender and just say, okay, Nika Mule, you got this, because she looks to pass a lot, and teams keep her honest still on those drives. They're still keeping her honest. And defending her as if she's going to take um, a shot every time. So, if she can become more of, of a active processor where she's looking to shoot as well as making plays as a passer, it's really going to advance her her prospect because she's a junior. She'll have one more year at U at UConn, potentially two if she decides to stay for a fifth year. But she's for sure a prospect. We didn't talk about her defense, but she's a really good defender at the point of attack. 3% steal rate. She She's very active. She has good size. And it's a European-style point guard where in Europe, it's more team-based actions where it's very prevalent in, in the WNBA. But in this instance with someone like Mule, her passing is so flashy. Like Marine Johannes, another, another European player, where they just make some of the most like fun and just awesome passes. And if Mule can just advance as an offensive player, nowhere near to Marine Johannes, that is a that is a um, that's a lot to expect. But if she can just become someone that's shooting a good amount of attempts per game, and also combine with her passing, this is a real prospect and could potentially be a first rounder next season. BetOnline.net is your number one source for football betting this season. Find out the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcast. In-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. The latest, the fastest, and easiest way to check on all of your favorite, favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to BetOnline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. So I really appreciate you guys for checking out this episode. We've done a lot of uh, draft podcasts so far this season, but with our draft podcast, we've mainly focused on spreading the love around to many different players, so we've only been able to talk about players for a couple minutes at a time. So today I wanted to take it back and record a solo episode on just Nika Mule's game and examine her from a draft standpoint and just her exciting passing ability. 
a lot of it came in transition, but she's so fun. And if you enjoy basketball, this is what you this is what you look for in a player, just someone that's going to be fun and draw crowds and, I don't know, get people on their feet. You know, it's fun to have a player at UConn, especially because she's always on TV and extremely accessible for the masses. So I think she's a prospect. Like I said at the end, I think she's a prospect. And it's just about expanding her game, but she's super fun. Like I said, I can't I can't overstate it. She's super fun. So just thank you for making Locked On with Basketball your first listen every day. For your next listen, check out Locked On Sports Today podcast. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast.